0: Let's get ready to mumble, which is how I feel every podcast should be introduced. We're going to talk gold, which had an interesting end of the week. We'll talk Bitcoin, which had an interesting week. The major U.S. indices hitting all-time highs, everything but the NASDAQ. Everything is mostly awesome because we finally got our stimulus. I am Gerardo Del Real, along with my co-host, Mr... Nick Hodge, and this is episode 108 of Bizarro World. How are you, Nick?
1: I am at the mercy of some construction in a historic building, and so I apologize in advance for any uh, gyrations and or vibrations. I'm doing good. How are you?
0: Gyrations, vibrations, stimulus. I am well. I am well. I have no complaints on my end. Are you people? Uh, aren't we all? Did you hear about the digital restaurant sales?
1: I read about it in an editorial this week that I believe you uh, wrote.
0: I wrote about Beeple. I didn't write about the digital restaurant sales, though. Um, Let's get right into Beeple. Look, I I, I joked about um, the stimulus being here finally, right? What a relief. The stimulus is here. Um, the markets clearly love it. Everything but the Nasdaq, the tech companies don't like the rising real rate environment. Um, that that will reverse, of course, sooner or later. And you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to go out on a limb, despite brand new record highs every day, and say that's going to co- continue for the next couple of years until we have a serious dislocation in the market. I don't think that ends anytime soon. And man, I got to tell you this uh, this beeple thing. Um, for those of you not familiar. Um, somebody paid sixty nine million dollars for a digital piece of art an n f t which is a non fungible token, which Mr. Hodge has been telling you about for months and so there's a gentleman who goes by the name of Beeple, and in two thousand seven, he decided he was going to go ahead and produce a digital piece of art every single day, right. And so he did this for five years. This year, recently, two months ago, he decides he's going to put all of these works of digital art, JPEGs, (laughs) into a compilation, which is a big, giant JPEG, with many screenshots of each one of those 5,000 days and the individual pieces of art. That JPEG, which is what I'm calling it, sold for $69 million. It was called Every Days. Um, when he got news of the sale, he tweeted, Holy fuck. And that was it. <laughs> His real name is Mike Winkleman. Mike, congrats. A cheers. A salute to you, sir. Um, A heck of an art project, huh, Nick?
1: What's with it with the Winkles and the crypto? It's the a, a uh on steroids. Uh, incredible, right? Um, and uh, just shows you uh, the things that are uh, attracting value. And as we were uh, speaking about in the last podcast, uh, owning like the ephemeral nature of the internet, right? Because... Um, it's just, uh, you know, the development of a fad, you know, someone who's writing about it as uh, Beanie Babies today, uh, for example, but the the sums are absolutely no joke. And it speaks to the, um, again, the decentralization, the anti-institutional nature of where people want to uh, put their dollars and where they want to diversify their dollars away from. And uh, the world is growing or has grown more complex seemingly than than our ability to understand it because it's tough to to wrap your head around some of this stuff. But um, we'll see how long the NFT train runs, and I'm interested to see or learn more about your your call for continued uh, highs. You know, I agree that there's a lot of money in the system, and there's a lot more uh, a runway for stocks to go higher. I'm interested to see. Uh, if they can continue to go uh, up at the at the pace that they've they've been going up, so uh, that's something to watch. But yeah, everything's seemingly awesome, right?
0: Everything is awesome. You now can. Um, this is what I thought for a quick second. I, I I always joke, but it's true that I'm a relatively simple guy with simple wants and needs and a simple outlook and approach to life, right? And so. I um I read an article, or I read a headline earlier this week, and the headline read, Digital Restaurant Sales Surge. And for a quick second, Nick, I thought I was going to read an article about how you could buy fake food and give a fake tip with real money and be fake fool. And I was glad to know... T- that it was just an article about how online restaurant sales are surging which is of course great for all business and you know i have a soft spot for small business because of how affected a small business tends to be during pandemics or downturns um and in an era where we don't have price discovery you know for for anything that's publicly traded because the fed or the central bankers will come in and bail you out um it's uh it's 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 uh It makes my heart smile to know that those online restaurant sales are booming. But yeah, it's such a crazy, bizarre world right now that for a quick second, I swore it was going to be like, the fake ponies or the fake horses. Remember, about a year or so ago, uh, you you put me on to the what was it? You could buy crypto ponies or something. I don't even remember what it was anymore.
1: <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Yeah, they were <laughs> they were ponies on the blockchain, and you could bet on the the races, and you could own one of the horses, and you could buy them uh, fancy horseshoes and saddles and and things like that. Um, uh, yeah, on the blockchain with cryptocurrencies, and so um, it continues to evolve for sure. And uh, the value of cryptos in general, which uh, we haven't specifically mentioned as we talk about these NFTs, continues to go up with Bitcoin at hitting $57,000 this week.
0: And 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 look, the bottom line is for the, the, the same reason that I believe the markets um, globally, for the most part, will continue to reach all time highs. It's simple supply and demand. I mean, the bottom line is, you know, we had the ECB earlier this week. Um, come out and say, well, we're not making big changes right now, but we have another big bazooka just in case, you know, because because it realizes that sooner or later, the central bankers are going to lose control of the bond market. I've said this I think since 2016. Um, that that process takes a while to play out and develop, but you're seeing more cracks and you're seeing less control, and they're going to have to do more. And the more they do, and I'm talking about the central bankers now the more vulnerable the system becomes. And eventually it breaks because history will show you fiat currencies, systems and structures, they all go through turnings, right? It's been a, a bit since we talked about the fourth turning on this on this podcast. And you know that tends to be US specific, but it's, it's very global in, 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 in where you can apply it. And I, I think that's what's happening right now. And it's why I think that we're going to see continued highs in the overall indices around the world.
1: Well, people have more money to to invest in stocks, and uh, you know the fourth turning. You talk about um, the deinstitutionalization. You, you see reports coming out now about how many new businesses were created last year in the pandemic. Uh, pandemic people moving away from the traditional uh, institution of employment, uh, creating new wealth for themselves, uh, redefining what it means to to have the nine to five, et cetera. And you and I are part of that uh, uh, to some extent, and. Um, that translates over into the stock market with more people watching it, more people uh, day trading, more money in the system and 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 more people uh, openly talking about it with, uh, I think it was a Deutsche Bank survey saying that some people uh, plan to put as much as half their stimulus checks uh, into the stock market. And so more people interested in it. And you talk about or you think about the wall of worry or who's the the next greater fool or, you know, if you're going to run out of buyers, but um, if you can print money and send it to people who can then buy stocks with it, um, it's, it it's, um, gets sort of to be a clusterfuck uh, in your mind thinking about an endgame. And that's why we come back to some sort of uh, Great Reset or some sort of Bretton Woods uh, system that you can't envision before it happens, right? Because it has to be accommodated. Um, at the time, in the context of the market and what's happening with the, the debts, et cetera, and sort of difficult to, to foresee, right? Uh, but you can see some of it um, with the inflation of uh, certain asset groups like we've been talking about, right, that are away from uh, uh, you know, traditional uh, means and modes of, of investment, uh, whether that's for individuals or, or for retirements as you look at uh, dollars and bonds, right?
0: Agreed. That's that the only thing stocks that people are using their stimmy checks for, Nick. If you're not aware, have you heard of OnlyFans?
1: Have I heard of OnlyFans?
0: <laughs> are you a fan of OnlyFans?
1: <laughs> um, I'm not a fan of anyone on there in particular, though. Uh, yeah, I, its onset has been. Incredible to watch and the amount of people that are Incredible to watch. <laughs> the, amount, the amount of tangential stories. I saw a lady whose kids got kicked out of private school because she had an Aww. OnlyFans channel on there. They were like, it's against the code of conduct, which I know well about in, in private school. And so anyway, yes, I know about OnlyFans.
0: So for, for, for those of you out there not hip <laughs> to the OnlyFans, OnlyFans is a platform where You can, you know, post any content you want. You could be a gym instructor or you could be a boxing uh, instructor or you could be a coach of some kind, a financial advisor. You can post whatever you want. You set up an account and the market dictates what you are worth, what your content is worth. And of course, because we are a society of needs and wants, um, it's, 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 uh, no coincidence that the ladies in particular have been getting a disproportionate amount of attention and dollars and euros and yen on the OnlyFans platform. And so I was aware of it, but and I probably
1: I, Dogecoin but
0: and probably Dogecoin and maybe an NFT or two. Right. Um, and, and so I, I bring it up because it, it, I hadn't been able to personalize that in a way that it was with, with someone close to someone that I'm close to. And so I finally heard a story this week um, where where a, a friend of ours has a friend who has an OnlyFans account. And so she, it, it, she's brilliant. I haven't seen her account. I don't know what this girl looks like. I'm sure she's beautiful. Um, but anyhow, what, what struck me was she's making approximately $20,000 a month net on OnlyFans. She does it on the side she's able to dictate what demographic is able to see her content. So the way she gets around her family or friends or anyone that, you know, she doesn't want to see her in this light. And I don't know what that light is, but I'm sure it's bright. um, She just mutes certain regions or opens up certain regions. And so she decided she was going to open up Asia and she only creates content that can be seen in Asia and so you know she's traveling she's getting cute outfits she's getting toys the whole thing and being able to write off all of it while bringing in 20 g's a month not bad work
1: what were you talking about uh, last week, Jorda, the Patreon? I told you I was going to get a Patreon and stimulate my own pain. I told you <laughs> I'm going to on OnlyFans. <laughs> I'm going to leave it there before
0: I get myself in trouble. But um, cheers to the OnlyFans um, content creators out there. Your creativity is appreciated. Uh, the world needs more of it. Um, and And good for you for being able to monetize it. Let's talk gold. Let's pivot to gold. um gold had an interesting week. It had an interesting day. It actually was down as low as sixteen ninety eight earlier in the day. It closed at seventeen twenty five and what was interesting to me is that it did so with the dollar up 022 percent and and then the ten year up a bit as well and so you know when we look for correlations and we look for you know the way one thing trades against the other thing and one asset class versus the other asset class we've talked at length i think on this podcast um about the correlation between re- real rates and 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 the dollar and gold um today was interesting and i'm really curious to see if next week it's followed up with a move higher having the dollar higher having rates higher and having gold bounce back um was encouraging to me we'll see we'll see right um i i, I don't think we're we're as Mr. McCullough would say, in a new quad yet. But I think it's clearly starting to show signs of a change in trend and direction. And that may take months to play out, folks. But again, hell of a buying opportunity if you're somewhat patient, right?
1: I was thinking about nfting some some OnlyFans accounts. I was not thinking too much about gold while you were doing that. Sorry. Um uh no, it was uh the first it's five thousand transito- days. <laughs> it's it, it's a transitory week. It was a bit confusing, as you say, because the typical correlations that we've been seeing um start to started to break down a little bit. And this comes after uh a bit of a rocky road last week in the markets that we uh talked about. And we talked about it not being um uh the end of the world, right? Because we were watching the VIX and the VIX hadn't spiked up. Um, But you did get into true correction territory with the uh, NASDAQ, albeit briefly. I mean, and and we've also talked about, or at least I've definitely written about how things are happening faster now, right? So like a correction that takes, you know, typically whatever weeks to play out. You just saw play out in a matter of uh, a couple of trading days. But uh, more importantly, what I was writing about is you got that little chink in the armor now, right? So it's not just uh, straight up like it has been. You've had that a little bit of pullback, a lower high. And then it is confusing because uh, Mm -hmm. the rates have, uh, frankly, completely turned around to start the year. If you look at a a year-to-date chart of of yields I'm talking about, it's going straight up. But if you pull it back out to like six uh, months or a year, you can see that the trend for rates is still down. So like you say, it's going to be interesting to see if this is going to be a reversal of what we've been seeing or um, if it's going to be uh, more of the same old where we see the dollar start to back off a bit and rates start to uh, come back down. Right. That's obviously what we're watching. And, and and it's a bit uncertain, frankly. So, you know, I was taking a bit of profits this week, uh, which I was writing about. I have an issue actually to send out this uh, this afternoon where we're going to uh, explain why I took some profits on uh the energy sector uh, earlier this week, for example, and and how we're just sitting on a bit of cash because I'm interested to see uh, exactly what you say if this is the uh, turn of a cycle or if this is just uh, uh, a short term uh, blip.
0: I tell you who wasn't waiting. Newmont wasn't waiting, and you know we said a couple of weeks ago. I wrote an article. You've written several about how we expect these depressed equity prices in the gold space to be taken advantage of by cash-rich producers, right? And sure enough, Newmont decided to expand its footprint in BC's Golden Triangle with a $393 million purchase, that's in Canadian dollars, um, of GT Gold. It was done at a substantial premium. And again, I think this is just the absolute start of what's going to be an M and A cycle that leads to a drastic re-rating of the better companies, companies like Revival Gold and and the Midas Golds and the Magna Golds that are either in production, have a short timeline to production, or have a short timeline to a permit on a world class asset. In this case, Perpetua. I'm gonna keep calling it Midas Gold, but in this case, Perpetua, right? Which which is due to receive its permit here in the next quarter or two. Um, thoughts on that Nick I mean the, the the premium was was pretty pretty robust a 38% premium to the 20 day volume weighted average price of GT gold shares. Good deal for shareholders. keep the upside. In a bull cycle, when things turn back up, Newman's likely gl- going higher. And if it wants to continue to produce at its levels, it's going to have to go out and make more acquisitions, as are the other companies.
1: I don't have a lot of thoughts. I wasn't a close, close follower follower of GT. Uh, but good for the sector, obviously, um, something that was anticipated, the consolidation, obviously. What I would note is that... Um, there was like a short case against GT from muddy waters that had been going on. And so, uh, you know, this flies in the face of that. Newmont came in and took out the asset. And so there, uh, obviously wasn't much to that, but no good for the sector. I expect you'll see more of it. I expect you'll see, um, ripple effects of, uh, stocks doing okay in in and around the, uh, area where GT, um, was operating. And no, I think it's a, I won't call it a kickoff because there have been takeouts here and there along the way. Right. Like TGZ is no longer a ticker. I realized this week (laughs) on one of my lists. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's good to see.
0: Um, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about the city of Minneapolis, which has reached a $27 million settlement. With George Floyd's family, uh, weeks before the trial is scheduled to begin for the officer charged with murder in Mr. Floyd's death, that, like the 1.9 trillion dollar stimulus package and the help that the government is giving us, allegedly, um, should be reworded because in both instances, it's the taxpayer that is footing the bill. And look, you could support the stimulus, you could be against it. You could like Mr. Biden. You could be against Mr. Biden. (laughs) Whatever your cup of tea is, that's great. Enjoy your cup of tea. But the fact is that when it comes to cities paying out settlements, in this case, a $27 million settlement, be absolutely clear, everybody, that in the case of the city of Minneapolis and in the case of this $1.9 trillion stimulus bill, it's coming from us, the taxpayer, because that's the way it's set up the police unions budgets don't get hit when they have to settle out of court in civil court um that comes out of the city budget right the state the the the, the city budget and so you know that has to change the influence of police unions in this country has to change or there isn't going to be an incentive for police officers that don't have the right moral compass to not shoot or to not kneel on somebody for eight to nine minutes when the guy's surrounded by five or six other officers and is begging for you to get off his neck. Um, obviously, he's been arrested and indicted. We just had an officer here in Austin, Texas that was indicted for murder, um, the murder of Michael Ramos a couple of years ago. And so it'll be interesting to see where that case goes. But again, regardless of whether... They're found guilty or not. The settlements are coming from taxpayer dollars, and frankly, as a taxpayer and and, and one that you know pays quite a bit in taxes, it pisses me off.
1: One hundred percent, and you know, I know that this doesn't come with a, you know an admission of guilt, and this isn't uh, a, a trial. But uh, like all the other awards in all the other cities in all the other cases where cops have killed people. Um, There has to be taken, um, you know, even going back to like the civil case with OJ, right? Like the evidence, the video, the eyewitness lends itself such that the city council uh, viewed it that they should award this uh, settlement $27 million to the Floyd's family. And we see this. Uh, over and over and over again, independent of uh, what the outcome is going to be in criminal court and uh, too often different from what the outcome is in criminal court. Right. And we'll talk about the the sort of two systems of justice and how you can, um, you know, pay your fine and move on, whether that's for uh, murder, if you're a police officer, in which case you get uh, the taxpayers, as you said, to uh, pay your fine, or we could look at the uh, multitude of uh, quasi-criminal or outright criminal banking acts that have been called uh, snafus, etc. where banks get to, to pay a fine, in that case, um, from out of shareholders and stakeholders' pockets, right, as opposed to uh, taxpayers. And um, it's A way to avoid responsibility and a way to avoid uh, accountability um, and in a way in a way to uh, avoid an explicit admission of guilt. And we see it uh, all too often. And it's how the system uh, colludes with itself, the different and various Mm. institutions from policing to uh, state's attorneys, which I'm about to launch on in a second to, um, you know, other uh, state and federal institutions, and so yeah, I want to talk about this case in South Dakota. I, I might have brought it up before, but I've been following it for uh, a couple of months. Have you seen the uh, the South Dakota Deca- South Dakota State's Attorney that uh, uh, ran over somebody with his car and, his, and and said that it was a deer? Have you seen anything about that?
0: Not recently, but this is, if I'm not mistaken, this case is it's it's over a year old, right? If I'm thinking of the same case.
1: It's not quite a year. It wasn't, sep- the crash was in September. That makes sense. Um, okay. And the news was, um, the guy was found dead on the side of the road in, in South Dakota. It was the South Dakota Attorney General um, who who hit the the, the, the deceased gentleman. The, the deceased gentleman, um, uh, excuse me, the state's attorney is Jason Ravensborg. Um, and so the dead person is Joseph Bover, who was found on the side of the road. And so, uh, you can imagine an attorney at the time I said, I'm pretty sure I talked about it on this podcast that it sounded like the, the state's attorney was, uh, inebriated. He was mm-hmm. coming from uh, a late night function. He didn't report the incident right away, which you think you would have done. He went back to his house. It sounded like he got his stories together. It sounds like he called a good old boy, uh, sheriff or a pal in the police department, uh made his statement and tried to put it to bed quietly, except uh it hasn't gone down also, also quietly. The uh South Dakota uh Congress has, has tried to bring actions against this guy. And then, uh, and this is what got me back on it here in the past two weeks. We got some interviews from uh when he was given his statement uh after the hmm. crash, and we learned only now we learned that the gentleman's glasses were found on the front seat of his car. And so uh, which means, and the police say this in the, in the recorded interview, the gentleman's face had to come through the windshield. And so there's no way if a if a person's face comes through your windshield that you think you hit a deer. And anyway, I'm taking too much time on this story, but um, like it, Minneapolis is 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 paying uh, a fine or paying a settlement to try to move past this, and we'll see what happens in the criminal court. So too was uh, a state's attorney general trying to you know circumvent accountability by using the system, which he, by the way he's in charge of in the state, no doubt, and that's why this turning is like anti-institutions, right? Anti-establishment uh, and, and anti entrenched. Uh, with state's attorneys like Jason Ravsborg, quite frankly. And um, that's about the end of my rant, but I don't think this guy is going to get away with it, thank goodness. Uh, he clearly knew he hit this guy, just like um, uh, everyone that was watching George, George Floyd knew that uh, the knee and the neck was the, the cause of his death, right?
0: Yeah, not everybody. You still got people that, you know, oh, he, he might have done some drugs the night before, had some in his system. And, oh, you know, it was that 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 heart irregularity that he had that really did it. Nothing to do with the big cop putting his knee on the back of his neck and blocking his airway for eight minutes. But anyhow, you can you can you know, it is, those people are what those people are. They have their own reasons. They're entitled to believe, I guess, whatever they want to believe. Um Um, And speaking of believing or not believing, we talked about Andrew Cuomo last week and I said he was doing a really good job of uh, uh, positioning himself for asshole politician of the week. And man, he's two weeks strong, right? Um, Just this week, more allegations um, from more new alleged victims that he has sexually harassed them. Um, I think last I checked, I may have lost count, but I think he's up to six allegations now. And, you know, today after, after some investigation, and obviously she's privy to some information that we're not, but AOC, um, who does a really great job of upsetting both the right and the left, equally almost, especially the older guard on the left, um, she said, you know, after reviewing the information, he absolutely should resign And so Mr. Cuomo has denied every allegation other than possibly, possibly um, saying a couple of inappropriate things and making a couple of inappropriate jokes. He's flat out denied putting his hands on any of these women. Um, Some of the allegations are pretty nasty, you know, uh, locked doors, hand up shirts. Things of that nature. So, yeah, let's see where that goes. It's It's been an interesting week, as it always is, when it comes to U.S. politics. Um, yeah, let's see where that goes. Something to watch. Did you hear about uh, Governor Pete Ricketts, which unfortunately is related to Tom Ricketts? of uh, You know, Chicago Cubs fame. Everybody that knows me knows I'm a big Chicago Cubs fan. Um, but the Ricketts, you know, some of them lean left, some of them lean right. They often don't agree on things. And Governor Pete Ricketts, did you hear his comment on marijuana this week? I
1: didn't. I want to hear it and then I have comments on Cuomo, but let me hear about the cannabis.
0: It's a quick one. He said if you if if, if in response to le- the legalization of marijuana on a federal level, he said, if you legalize marijuana, you're going to kill your kids.
1: Oh, that's not what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> At least he didn't beat around the bush. We're doing like Reefer Madness in 2021. That's what we're doing. (laughs) That's
0: exactly what I thought. Like, what (laughs) century are you from? Like, what decade are you from? Shit seemed crazy in the forties and fifties when they were using it to scare everybody and tell them that Mexicans were horrible. and were going to rape their woman. And nah, it was just weed helps you relax and have a good time. And yeah, maybe some of the women like relax and have a good time. And some of the guys do too, and things happen, but good gracious. You're going to kill your kids as a ramp up of that one.
1: To be fair. Trump was still saying that about Mexicans a couple of years ago too. Oh, Trump, look no
0: further than our own Governor Abbott, who took, you know, I I mentioned a week or two ago that I agreed with him reopening and giving businesses and, 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 you know, citizens the right to choose whether they want to wear a mask or not, which you still can do, but it shouldn't be mandated. I don't believe that you absolutely have to. I do believe that every business has the right uh, to mandate that if you're going to be in their establishment. Uh, you either do have to wear that mask or you don't let them decide. But yeah, right after that, he immediately pivoted to um, I'm opening up. It's going to be open. Um, Freedom. Right. But and then his next comment was, I am worried a little bit that, you know, all these undocumented immigrants are going to bring in the covid. So again, you know, it's just like, Pick on Central Americans and pick on my people, the Mexicans, and, you know, make it to where you set up the straw man argument so that if cases do spike or go up and hospitalizations do spike and go up in the next month or two, you know, you already have the the, the thing that caters to the nasty part of your base, which is blame the immigrants and blame the minorities and blame the people that don't have the lobbyists. And on that front to Mr. Governor Abbott, you get my Mr. Cruz salute. A nice big fuck you.
1: I like how you can go back and forth to saluting him one week to fuck you the next. That's how it should be. You don't have to be like all on one side or uh, the other. And, uh, and for Cuomo, I, you know, I was talking to my wife about this, right? And I don't really have a, a dog in that fight other than uh, consistency, hey God. <laughs> right? Other than consistency, right? I just want to know which women we're trusting and which women we're not and who has to resign and who doesn't. I want like clear... I want that to be like in a diagram or in a table. Right. Because it seems to me um, if he wasn't a Democrat from New York, he would have been long gone. Right. Like if he was an executive or if he was uh, a conservative or or... anyway, it just seems like there's a bit of a double standard. We talked about the two tier justice system. I just ragged on a, a Republican state's attorney general from South Dakota. But the same thing to the Democrat. Right. It seems like um, if this were someone else, the Democrats would be seizing on it. And good for AOC for, um, you know, holding fire both ways. But yeah, I was asking my wife, I was asking her, like, you know, which women do we have to believe? And she she really didn't have an answer too. So I don't know what your thoughts are on that. But yeah, as the cases seem to mount, it's like, really, they're going to let this guy get away with that?
0: yeah and and you know which side of, of of you know kind of the the argument I always stand for well I just want the truth and accountability, the bottom line you know if you didn't do anything and these women are lying, you know there should be repercussions, but you know I am very inclined um i am very inclined to initially believe any accusation um and 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 uh, and always want a thorough investigation you know that that hopefully is nonpartisan and nonpolitical though in this country that's almost impossible to achieve, so I hope that the commission that's investigating this is able to put politics aside. And look, if he's guilty of just one allegation, get his ass out of there and go prosecute him and put him where he needs to be. It seems simple, right?
1: Well, we'll see. There has been some people calling for his resignation. I think, including, I think it was like the head of the New York state's uh, assembly, I believe it was a Democrat called for him to resign. And he's like, hell no, man, I'm not resigning. So we'll see. It's interesting to watch for sure. Agreed. Agreed.
0: Agreed. Um, we continue to have, national guard troops um at our capital because there have been new reports that the intelligence community shared that a militia group planned another attack as recently as March the 4th um and and they i i guess they're substantial enough to continue to want to have 5,000 national guard troops um at the Capitol. And so for anyone that thinks, and you and I talked about this, Nick, you know, about the fourth turning and, you know, the the top and and how, you know, we don't anticipate peace and stability to return, you know, for possibly another eight to ten years, right? Um, we we could be mid-cycle, not full cycle. And so, you know, at at the very least, I, I would encourage everybody to you know, just stay stay, stay vigilant, stay careful, exercise the rights that, that, that the country allows for you and that, that you have depending on your state and city. And um, yeah, just be cautious out there. They're, 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 we're definitely due for some more volatility. I don't think that's the last that we'll hear of the people that believe that the Pence's and Pelosi's um, should be hanged. I, I, I don't think they're just done because they haven't reinstated Donald Trump as president yet. I'm sure there's a new story out there about he's coming back and he's just playing four-dimensional chess, right?
1: I was reading a story the other week, and this will tie some things together. I'm not sure uh, how relevant it is in general, but um, you remember like when, the obviously, the protests were going on this past summer, the Black Lives Matter protest, and um, there was a couple instances of this, but one in in, in Virginia I was reading about this week where uh, police has stopped for a moment and um, had some... Uh, lighthearted moments with protesters. This one I'm referring to in Virginia was how police officers stopped for a moment to, to dance with uh, some Black Lives Matters protesters. I don't know if you recall that individual. I comment, But it ha- it happened and there was video of it. So um, and then those same officers who stopped for a moment to hold the Black Lives <laughs> Matter sign and dance with the Black Lives Matters protesters were involved in the uh, insurrection in the Capitol in early January and they were on camera and people from the local Live, Black Lives Matters group uh, confronted these officers on Facebook and um, there was some big logic hurdles that were jumped over for these officers to say, you know, I can support your calls and still believe in in my calls, which um, I'm not sure you can believe in two things at the same time. But not those two.
0: That, right. <laughs> you can so, some um, things, but
1: not those two. It, it, and, and these people, and this is recent, this story was just in like the past week and these officers who, by the way, are police officers, right? Yes. Um, uh, We're still standing by their position. And so, yeah, I'm with you. I don't think that uh, cohort has gone away. I think that cohort is a little bit misguided. And we've talked about the Gadsden flags and the thin blue line, right? How you can, how they're mixing up the, the don't tread on me with the... Uh, uh, support of the the police who often are doing much treading, and so um, you still see Trump saying that he's going to run in in twenty twenty one and uh, releasing uh, statements. And so uh, anyway, all that to say that I agree with you that um, the turbulence and the and the the turning isn't over yet. And. Uh, Biden isn't it, and we'll see what happens in the in the in the next couple of years. <laughs> I think it's going to be a lot.
0: And for everybody abroad that's keeping track or not keeping track, let's provide some context. There are over 400 people under investigation by the FBI. The FBI has arrested more than 250 people, amongst them several police officers. I believe that last total was up to thirty five or forty that were on administrative leave while pending investigation um several former military members and so you know there's um there's an investigation about whether or not Republican lawmakers were helping coordinate with some of these um insurrectionists uh that 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 stormed the capitol and you know, apparently had been on a guided tour the day before that we've talked about um, several times on this podcast. So, yeah, no, look, there's just like the George Floyd trial that I think everybody should keep an eye on in the next couple of weeks. Um, and that verdict, that has the potential um, to, to to reignite flames here in this country. So will the trials of a lot of these insurrectionists. Um, it, it it should be interesting to watch, to say the least. But yeah, just uh, keep an eye out. Watch out for your neighbors and uh, be good to each other, people, no matter what crazy shit you believe. No doubt. What are we watching with stocks, Nick? Copper had a you know, solid week, closed at 4.14. It dipped below four briefly this week, bounced back really, really well. Any thoughts on Copper? I think I told
1: you. I told you that was going to happen last week. I think you that, did. I told you copper copper was fine. Um, no, I'm interested to see what happens with the what we were talking about earlier the broader the broader indices the uh, the rates. And I know you're watching some uh, exploration plays. If you're talking about specific things that that you might want to talk about, but. Uh, For me, no. I'm interested to see um, if this is the start of something bigger that we need to sort of reposition for or if uh, the trends that have been in place are going to continue.
0: i tell you who had a really great week. Um, Hannon had a great week, you know, finding more silver, finding more copper. Um and anybody that claimed it to be an expert in Peru and said that, you know, stay away from Michael Hudson. I got news for you. <laughs> you were wrong. And so um that, that is what it is. I've been wrong many a times, but at the very least I'll admit it. So look, copper hit a 52 week high of 61 cents Canadian this week. It closed down a bit at 51 cents, but still trading very, very, very well on solid volumes. A lot to look forward to there. Um, Perpetua, you know, we talked earlier, was up as much as 40% today on Friday. It closed up 20%. It's been pulling back for the last several months. It was good to see it pick up some steam in a soft gold market. And if I got to give you two tickers that I'm looking forward to this week, I anticipate finally that we'll get assay results from Kinsley Mountain that directly affects Nevada Sunrise Gold, which I am a shareholder of, and New Plaster Dome Gold. Same. And so I'm biased with both companies. I like Kinsley Mountain. New Plaster Dome Gold owns 80% of it at its height. It commanded a market cap of $250 million. Currently, New Plaster Dome Gold's 80% interest is valued at $19 million. And by the way, they have another property in Bolo that appears to have the potential for a million ounces potentially economic shallow oxide gold in Nevada. So You know, opportunities in both of those. I don't think that even with solid results, we get, you know, a tripling or quadrupling of the stock right away. But I do believe if we hit some of the sulfides, that deeper nine, 10, 11 gram per ton stuff over decent widths in new areas, and we find extensions of the old pits, the oxide gold, uh, that's setting up really well because there's still going to be lots of holes in the labs. I believe they drilled 49 I believe they had announced nine. And if I'm not mistaken, Mr. Sally, the CEO of New Plaster Dome Gold, had indicated he planned on releasing 18 holes as early as this coming week, which of course leaves you know quite a bit, 22, 22 more pending. So yeah, no, I a uh, long-term follower of that asset. I think there's a lot to find there. We'll see. We'll see.
1: I, too, am looking forward to those results, as you know, and I found something to talk about while you were uh, talking about coming drill results, because I forgot about the (laughs) dumb guy in Illinois about what he said about the cannabis, and I wanted to come back to that, so I'll talk about cannabis stocks. Um, You should buy them. And... I was talking about uh, one that was not quite a cannabis stock, but that's a biotech stock, Cardio, a couple of weeks ago. Mm. I think it was around $4. It's It went up to almost 5 and it's pulled back a little bit, but on the highest volume it's uh, had in the past year, just like yesterday. And so um, they're expecting results for their Phase 1 Health Canada study um, that was basically going to see uh, if it was safe to administer Uh, A pure CBD to people, the pharmaceutical grade the CBD, and as long as it's safe, then they could move on to to a couple of things. They have, uh, and I mentioned this before, phase two international trials for acute myocarditis, Um, and then in the US they're doing they're testing COVID patients uh, with previous uh, cardiovascular disease to see if uh, th or CBD can help their uh, heart. So anyway, the the first the phase one results were expected in Q1, and it's. Uh, getting to the end of that, and the stock is going up on high volume, and um, I i don't know, that would draw some conclusions there, maybe loose lips or something. But anyway, Cardio's want to take a look at, and those results would be something I'm anticipating.
0: Interesting. To be fair, the owner of the Cubs is based out of Illinois. Pete Ricketts, the gentleman... That said your kids um, will die if you legalize marijuana. No, you're going to kill your kids if you legalize marijuana. He is based out of Nebraska. He is the Nebraska governor. So if you are well, in if you are in Nebraska, Mr. Hodge, <laughs> and you choose to partake in some of nature's finest flour, please be careful.
1: You mean it's not corn?
0: I just don't want you to die, man. <laughs> You know what? I, I that's all I got for this week. I was going to talk about the Microsoft hacks, and there's been a lot of activity, as there always is. Some publicized, some not. Um, the most recent hacks on Microsoft system. Um, was something I was going to touch on. Let's leave that for next week because I think that situation is going to continue developing. I noticed Google and Microsoft are kind of going back and forth. I'd like to see where that ends up before I opine on it. But it's something to look at outside of that. Um, Yeah, I I really don't have anything else to say. I will say if the the Kinsley Mountain results are good, I I do plan a site visit in April. I'm looking forward to that. And um, yeah, that's it. Anything else on your end of it, Nick?
1: No, I think that's uh, a good podcast. We normally don't have, uh, we normally don't run out of things to say, but uh, yeah, I'm content to to leave it there and follow up on the hacks next week.
0: I like it. I like it. I am Gerardo Del Real, along with my co-host, Mr. Nick Hodge. This was episode 108 of Bizarro World. Thanks for listening, everybody.
1: Jackhammer noises. See ya.